All right, hey, what's up, guys? This is Bill Brower from FMBA Nation. And in this episode, I had the opportunity to talk with Matt Lubin, who's our PFRS uh, trustee representative. We got to talking about the DCRP program, also known as the Defined Contribution Retirement Program that affects Tier 2 and Tier 3 members of the PFRSNJ system. It's a really good conversation that we have, and there's a lot of educational value in this to kind of thwart some of the common misconceptions about the DCRP, who qualifies, how you qualify, and how it affects your retirement. So make sure you listen to this episode in its entirety. And as always, thank you for supporting FMBA Nation. All right, hey, what's up, guys? This is Bill Brower with FMBA Nation. Coming to you live again from the 2023 February Educational Convention here at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And I've got the honor and privilege to be joined by our PFRS uh, trustee, Matt Lubin. Uh, Matt, thanks for taking the time to talk to me today about a topic that um, I feel that we get a lot of questions about. Um, a lot of our younger members could possibly be affected by this, but uh, thanks for sitting down, having a, having a chat, and uh, talking about this. Yeah, absolutely, Bill. It's my privilege to, to be here uh, to talk about it. It's one of the most common questions that I've been getting over the past six months or so. Um, this, uh, this program isn't necessarily new. Mm-hmm. The defined contribution, I think, dates back to 06, 07, but it really started to impact PFRS in 2010 with Chapter 1 and, and especially in 2011 with Chapter 78 where um, those laws essentially capped uh, the pensions of new members at the Social Security wage cap. Yeah, and, and just just real quick so people understand, we are talking about the Defined Contribution Retirement Program, which is also known as the DCRP part of the uh, pension system. So go ahead, Matt. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, not at all. So um, this... Uh, going back to that, it, it's not new, but those folks that were being hired after 2010, um, they're just now getting into promotional roles where their salaries are, are coming up on the cap. It's, for instance, it's $160,200 in 2023. Mm-hmm. So it's just starting to really affect PFRS members. So there's a lot of uh, interest and a lot of questions about it. So we did a dedicated uh uh, program on it yesterday at convention, so I want to go through and, and sort of get this information out to as many members as possible because I know it's a it's a hot issue. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. So the overview of this program, as I said, it's uh, anyone enrolled after May twenty first, two thousand ten, uh, is a tier two or tier three member. So there's only, there's only a, really a small um, cohort that's tier two, uh, and this program is in place to secure your the excess earnings above that social security cap so again i said it's 160,200 for the 2023 tax year Mm -hmm. calendar year this number goes up every year uh, and it's based on the social security maximum for wages and that is set by usually inflation so that number like last year was 147,000 and change that's generally going up faster than our salary increases. So what I tell people is, if you, if a rank in your local is making $160,000 this year, right. most likely this will impact them in that rank for the rest of their career. If the rank is not is, is below that cap, most likely they won't won't have to worry about this because they're they're not going to make an excess of the the cap, so they're not going to be contributing to this program. Yeah, and essentially, I mean the the. The percentage increases that we are seeing locals negotiate in their contracts now don't come anywhere close to 
the percentage increase in terms of inflation when that number is based off of inflation. Last year we were we were what an eight percent increase. Yeah, I think it was I think it was like close to seven percent over right. the, the last. So you're absolutely right. I think our salaries are, are going to be a much steadier progression. Where this being tied to inflation will have some significant jumps. So. It's really a matter of looking at your contract, looking at your group of, of individuals and saying, okay, maybe your battalion chief level and right. above this would impact. It may just be the chief of your department. The on, yeah. So in some locals, this will be a very small class of individuals that uh, really want to pay attention to this. In other locals, it, it may be you know a, a larger group. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. So if you are uh, impacted by it this year, most likely it'll be you know for the rest of your career. Now, a question came up yesterday, it's a very good one, is just say your, your salary is 162000 this year. Mm-hmm. So you're in DCRP for that excess. And the limit goes up to 170000 next year, and your raise goes to 165000 Well, then you're not con- contributing, but that's fine. Your, your DCRP account stays there. The funds still stay in it. You're, you're still an active PFRS employee. You're still, you, you can still contribute if your salary in the future goes above it. Mm-hmm. So there's really not an implication to the member in those circumstances. And there's no like voluntary contributions towards this, right? Like you can't opt into this unless you meet that threshold. Yeah, no, that's a great question, though. No, there's no, th- this is completely a set based on excess earnings and the contribution rates are set. The uh, member rate is five and a half percent and the employer match is 3%. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, it's only on the excess. So if you're making one hundred and sixty one thousand two hundred. It's only that one thousand excess mm-hmm. that you're paying into uh, this plan. It, for for voluntary plans, that that would go more along the lines, which we absolutely encourage you to look at what options are available for deferred comp or four fifty seven plans or the or the SAC that the state offers. Right. And those are are voluntary. You can sort of set you know along the the tax parameters of maximum contributions. But those are all things that you know all members we do encourage you to look at as a as a supplement to um, to the pension plan, regardless yeah. of you know how long you have on the job or you know how long you go have to retirement. Gotcha. Now those percentages, the five percent, the three percent, those percentages are based off of base pay. Are they based off of pay plus longevity? Like wh- how do they base that off of your salary? So essentially, it is your whatever your pensionable salary is. Mm-hmm. That's what it is based off okay. of. And it's only for that excess portion. Only for the excess. Yeah, so, so, if you're if the number is 162, you're at 172. So it's five percent or five and a half percent your contribution of that extra 10k. Three exactly. percent from the municipality of that extra 10k. So it, exactly. Gotcha. That's exactly it. And and um, you know where does that money go? Well, it's essentially just like a deferred. It goes into your own account. Mm-hmm. Prudential used to manage this. It's now managed by Empower. But it's essentially there's been almost no changes to the website or to the um, experience of the user in using it. Yeah. Uh, the member picks all the investments. That was going to be my next question. Mm-hmm. They have financial planners available to to help the members with that. But there's a menu of about 25 funds that the members can pick from, including a a fixed account, which is a stable value account. Mm-hmm. The one important important thing is that if the member is enrolled in this and does not choose investments, all of their money will automatically go into that stable value. Okay. To give you a perspective, I mean, that's it's yielding right now like 1.65. It's very, very conservative. Sure. It's probably not the most advisable thing for most folks because you're, you might be leaving a lot of money on the table. So it really is important that the member goes in and, you know, talks. you can talk to a financial planner that through the plan uh, to get you... Uh, 
some sort of an allocation that you're comfortable with that works for your individual needs. Yeah. In terms of the enrollment process, so what's involved in the enrollment process? Do we have uh, notification from the township that the member's going to be enrolled in this plan? Is there any involvement in terms of the member having to fill out forms? And how's that come? So the enrollment, generally, the member doesn't have to do much. It's really the employer that has to do this. So what happens is our employers report our income quarterly to the division. Mm -hmm. When they go into their version of MBOS, which is called EPIC, if they put a salary and that exceeds that, mm -hmm. it will prompt them, hey, this employee needs to be enrolled for the excess portion. So um, because of the quarterly nature of, of how uh, the towns report to the division. Mm -hmm. What we suggest is that if you know you have members that are going to be approaching that salary cap, have your employer just establish your DCRP account. Right. They can do that ahead of time. And that way, when your salary exceeds it, the account's already established and the money can start going in it. it the implication, if that doesn't happen, is that you you are still responsible for those 5% back to when you were eligible. So basically, day one of when your, your salary exceeded it, yeah. you're going to have to pay back deductions, which, you okay. know, it, it's not that big of a deal in most cases, but it's something you, that's avoidable by uh, just getting ahead of it and talking to your, your employer. Right. And by the way, the employers, this program, as I said, is not new. In 2006, it was actually put in place for elected officials for a certain like administrative township municipal positions like township attorneys and engineers who um, this was part of pension reforms back then where right. they were saying you know what these these folks uh, probably we're, we, we don't want them we don't want to add more into PERS we're, we're putting them in this defined contribution so all right let me ask you a question are you like me and need a cup of coffee in the morning to get your day off to a good start how about an afternoon cup of bean at the station? We all know that shift work is brutal to our sleep cycles and that we could use a cup of joe to give us that push through the shift. That's where our friends from Fire Department Coffee come in. Whether you're a firefighter, an EMT, or dispatcher, do yourself a favor and try them out. We have a special offer for our listeners and supporters. Go to firedepartmentcoffee.com, that's F-I-R-E-D-E-P-T-C-O-F-F-E-E.com, and use promo code NJFMBA for 15% off your next purchase. In addition, for every purchase made, Fire Department Coffee will donate 15% of the sale to our Mark Virag Memorial Cancer Fund. These guys are great people and are career firefighters themselves just trying to make really good coffee to help us get through our next shift. So go buy some today and don't forget to use promo code NJFMBA. Your certifying officers should be familiar with this process. The right. difference for us is it's only for the excess uh, salary. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, um, when it comes, so so in regards to that, I mean, let's say there's a late enrollment, right, because somebody doesn't catch it or anything like that. Um, you owe back pay or you owe, you owe the back uh, contributions for that. There's nothing that is done to... Like there's an opportunity cost there, right? So money, that's money that's coming out of your account that's being invested in a fund. If that fund is performing well over that certain quarter, but it's behind a quarter because somebody missed something or whatever the case may be, there's nothing involving that aspect of it, right? Like they're not going to give you an extra 2% because the, the fund performed well in that quarter, right? No, you're exactly right. That's a great point. There, you, That is exactly what I would call it. It's, it's an opportunity cost of not doing it. I mean, in, the, in theory... You're, you, you could be losing on opportunity. You may also uh, miss out on losses as well, but mm -hmm. uh, 
uh, you generally don't. The, the, it, all likelihood with long term in the markets is you're you're giving up, you're leaving gains on the table by by not doing it. So it, it's similar to how the pension will penalize employers for not enrolling our members on a timely basis because right. we rely on their contributions yeah. to be invested accordingly mm-hmm. uh, over the you know for the longevity of their career. But it's a good point. Yeah. And again, it's it's really having locals should always try to have a, a good, solid relationship with their finance office, whoever their certifying officer is, and, and you know, typically a payroll department, uh, because these are the folks that that can really rectify a lot of enrollment issues, retirement issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if there's an issue with certification of salaries or time of service, so it's always good to to have a point person, whether it's a an officer in the local that just has a good working relationship. Uh, with the finance team and you know it goes and sits down as i said you're going to start to see more and more of this we just had a promotional list obviously come out yesterday congratulations to everyone uh on that process you know a lot of these folks you know this they may be uh maybe going getting into this program right. so it, it's a good time over the spring to, to sit down with your town and and to sort of uh, talk this through yeah i i think you know there's a lot of uh, a lot of members that um I don't want to say it's like chicken little, like the sky is falling, but it's really not because that number grows substantially every year, depending on, you know, on inflation, like we talked about. So, um, you know, you had alluded to that there's going to be a very small number of people affected by this, right? And it's all really based on rank. And typically, we're not going to see firefighters at a firefighter rank, at a firefighter top pay salary, coming close to touching that number just because of where it is in the pay scale and, and where it is in terms of that number. Um, but as these younger company officers get promoted into further positions down the road, you know, we could see something along the lines of, 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 of that pool of people growing. Um, so it's not one of those um, things that somebody might find in the firehouse, like, oh, hey, look what I saw. You know, the tier two, tier three guys are getting screwed and this and that. It's not really that. You really have to, to look at this on the whole. Uh, and, and be educated on it and understand it, which is the whole point of this conversation, right? Because we don't want rumors being spread and guys getting, you know, upset and thinking that they're going to be getting, you know. Yeah, that's a, it's a great point. It's a, I tell people that it's actually a good problem to have because if this affects you, that means your salary is over sure. 160000 So um, it's, it's a, you know, it's a good thing. You yeah. know, folks are, are getting promoted. They're, they're earning um, higher incomes and, and, you know, this is the... The, the program in place for that. Mm-hmm. And you're still contributing to your pension. People like Absolutely. you need people need to understand that you're still contributing that 10% of your salary to your pension, right? Yeah. This is just in addition to above and beyond that. Once you go beyond that number, you're only contributing up to that point, the 10%. And then anything beyond that falls yeah. into this 5% with a 3% match. So That's exactly right. So let's talk about what happens when you actually retire. So you contribute you know, as any other member to the PFRS system, when you go to retire, you're, you follow the rules of PFRS. You can actually, there's no minimum age in, in DCRP to actually retire. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would you'd still go by the PFRS rules. So when you go to retire, your pension, if, it, if your salary exceeds whatever the, the salary cap is in that particular year, your pension will be based on, the, you'll be maxed out at that cap. 
Right. And then you'll have your DCRP account. And then when you retire, you can, there's a couple options. You can do a lump sum withdrawal. You can do a partial distribution. You can elect to do periodic distributions every month or quarter or year. Uh, you, you, you can make some transfers to some eligible IRAs. Um, you can purchase an annuity with the fund. So there's a lot of options. And, and when you get to that point, that's what goes into the, uh, the financial planning aspect of it. Empower does have, I think it's eight or nine people on the account um, for the state that can sort of point you in the right direction. It's, it's, there's tax implications to different things, so it's, it's pretty member-specific. But there's, there's multiple options for how you're, you can get your DCRP money in retirement. Right. The important thing is once you start to take money out of DCRP, you're considered retired in DCRP. So you, you won't be able to uh, contribute additional money once you start withdrawing. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's regardless of age, you said, right? So regardless of what age you retire, it's not like they have to wait till they're 55 or 65 before yes. they can withdraw it. That's right. You can and do it whatever you want with it at any time. You're vested immediately mm-hmm. if you're, you're being enrolled because of your salary. So gotcha. Some members, like an elected official or someone that's enrolled in this as their primary retirement plan, I believe they have a 12-month or 24-month vesting period. But we, our members are vested day one when you are enrolled due to the excess salary. Uh, so that's an important point to it. Yeah. No, listen, um, you know, I really appreciate you sitting down and talking about this. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a topic that, you know, you field a lot of questions on. Uh, we hear a lot about it. Um, if somebody wanted to learn more information about the program, is there a website or something that they can go and get this fact sheet off of or information about? Yeah, absolutely. So one thing we're going to, you know, this podcast will hopefully go out with our slide deck that we did at convention, which mm-hmm. which kind of distills it down into like the key discussion points. And then there's tons of information on the website. So it's uh, New Jersey through the Division of Pensions administers this. Uh, and it's done, they've hired Empower to do it. But the website is just simply, it's newjersey.retirepru.com. Okay. So it used to be Prudential Managing right. It. And on there is a whole host of information uh, about the plan, about the fund options, about... Um, you know, withdrawal options. Uh, and it also has the contact information for the different financial planners that are assigned this account. The mm-hmm. one thing I want to talk to people about, though, is when you go on to the website, yeah. this plan shares a website with the state's deferred comp. So essentially, the state employees, this is their four, they have a 457 through gotcha. this. Okay. So when you go on there, there's the DCRP, which yeah. is what we're talking about. But then there's also this DCP, just to add a okay. level of confusion. So and they have completely different funds. They have completely different, you know, uh, parameters because it's a 457 plan. So you want the DCRP, the Defined Contribution Retirement Program. It's gotcha. a little point of confusion on the website. I think it, you know, it. I could see that being um, an issue for folks where they're they're actually looking at the the state's DCP website and looking at different, you know, what is, this doesn't say anything about me excess. This says, you know, I have to elect contributions. Yeah, that, that's a important. Gotcha. All right, so that's important to know. DCRP is what we're talking about, not the DCP. DCP is for state employees. DCRP is for our PFRS members. So if you're listening to this podcast, you go to that website, just make sure you're making that distinguishment. Um, but, yeah, listen, Matt, I, I, I can't thank you enough for your time, for sitting down, for all the hard work and effort you put into the pension board and your involvement and your knowledge and expertise. And, you know, you're an asset to the FMBA. So uh, we really appreciate what you're doing. I really appreciate you coming on here and disseminating this information to help, you know, educate our members and, and keep them informed. So um, if anyone had any additional questions, 
Is there uh, an email address that they can reach out to you at, or what's the best way to yeah, get in touch with you? Absolutely. Email, you can always reach me at my FMBA email, mlubin at njfmba.org. Uh, and, Bill, I really appreciate the ability to come on here and do this. I think this is a great medium for, for putting a lot of information out yeah. uh, to as many members as possible. I mean, you know, this is essentially exactly what we went over yesterday. So for folks that couldn't make it down here or weren't here, mm-hmm. uh, my hope is that, you know, they can listen to this and, and hopefully be informed on this and feel absolutely feel free to reach out to me for awesome great thanks man i appreciate it enjoy the rest of the convention and have a safe trip home you too bill thank you all right thank you hey guys bill brower here with fmba nation i wanted to take a minute to tell you about serve pro of central union county in western essex county these guys are a trusted leader in the restoration industry they provide 24-hour residential commercial services with highly trained restoration technicians they're a locally owned and operated business, and they're dedicated to being faster to any size disaster with the training, equipment, and expertise to handle your restoration and cleaning needs. Some of the things that they cover are water damage restoration, fire damage restoration, mold remediation, storm damage restoration, cleaning services, and building services, to name a few. These guys understand the stress and worry that comes with a fire or water damage and the disruption it causes to your life and home or business and their goal is to help minimize the interruption to your life and quickly make it like it never even happened. Our friends over there, Carl Spinner and Bob Morrison, Carl has over 25 years of experience in the industry, Bob Morrison has over 35 years of service industry sales experience. So don't hesitate to give them a call, you can reach them at 908 233-7070. All right, everyone. Well, that wraps up another great episode from FMBA Nation. Thanks for listening to it. And if you don't already, make sure that you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can listen to this podcast on any of the major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. And if you have an Alexa-enabled device and enabled the TuneIn skill, you can say, Alexa, play FMBA Nation podcast on TuneIn Radio. And if you're interested in being a sponsor of the podcast, or would like to be featured on the FMBA Nation podcast where you can talk about your products and or services that you have to offer, be sure to email us at nation at njfmba.org. And until next time, be safe.